Welcome to the Journey Youth Podcast. Here's the place where you can catch up on past and future messages. Be sure to subscribe so you get updates when new messages go live. I hope you enjoy it. Is anyone sick of that typical question of what are you doing with your life or what? Yeah, Andrew, seriously, I, I know, I know. I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, it's, it's for real. Decisions are hard. They're so hard. They're so stressful. They're so overbearing and overwhelming. Did you guys know that? Fun fact, side note, you guys make 35,000 decisions every day. What? Isn't that insane? I didn't know that. Google that. How many decisions do you make in a day? You make 35,000 decisions in a day. So you wake up, what are you going to eat? What are you going to wear? Who are you going to talk to? What are you going to caption that Instagram post? Like you're always constantly making decisions, right? And... Decisions aren't always fun. They aren't always easy. And in honor of our graduates deciding what to do in life and always being asked the question of, what are you going to do? I remember getting asked that a bajillion times. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. I'm 18 years old, and why am I supposed to know what I'm going to do for the next 50 years of my life? Am I supposed to have that all figured out? And it's okay if you don't, decisions are hard and decisions are stressful. And I believe, I have like a little note of what I believe God wanted to say about decisions tonight. I do think that you can know what you want to do with your life. I do think you can know that. Um, I think it's a bigger picture. I think it's a bigger mission of what God has in store for you. So I want to help you understand this simple truth. Um, first, put this slide, the first slide on the screen. I was driving, Michael and I were driving here, um, and I noticed this, these three verses. I'll read them. Commit to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for humans. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. So, okay, that, this was kind of just, like, I s seriously just noticed this. As I put all three of these verses together, this is not, this, I didn't plan this. And whatever, the word whatever is in all three of those verses. And I don't know what it means. I'm just, say, I'm just stating a little observation that I noticed that whatever you decide to do, okay, whatever it is that you decide to do, and I feel like God's heart for you tonight is to give you some freedom in making decisions. And what I mean by that is I believe that the overbearing pressures of these huge life decisions and fear as if I can't make the wrong decision. What if I make the wrong decision? Maybe I'm going to like fall off the plan that God has for me, like if I make this wrong decision, I think that God's heart for you is to eliminate that fear completely, to eliminate the pressure that is on your shoulders to pick the right one. And I believe that he wants to give you freedom tonight. I believe that he doesn't want you to lose sleep over some decisions in your life. He cares about them, but this is what I want you to walk away with. This next slide, I believe that God's primary concern is about the person that you become more than the decision that you make. Make sure that that is in your brain. 
Make sure you write it down, type it in your phone, word for word, because you are going to face decisions in life and you're going to feel this intense pressure. Okay, there's forks in the road, like where to go to college, what career to have, who to marry, uh, what table should I sit at, uh, what friend group should I be in, should I go to that party, should I not go to that party. Indecisions in life, big decisions, God cares about the person that you become more than the decision, the more than what you do. Okay, so I was 17 and I went to Watertown High School and I'm walking into the gym and on the gym, above the gym door says college fair. Have any of you guys been to a college fair? Okay, well if you haven't and you probably will your senior year, you're going to walk into the gym and about 50 to 60 tables of colleges are going to stare you right in the eyes as you walk into that door. Whoops, don't want to trip. They're going to stare you right in the eyes. And this is where I was at at 17. I walked into that gym at Watertown Mayor High School and immediately felt overwhelming pressure, overwhelming weight on my shoulders of what in the world am I supposed to do? Okay, there's 50 colleges, there's 60 colleges here right in this room. And I have no clue what I want to do with my life. Okay, I have not a single clue. And I'm walking by table after table, college after college. I'm looking at all the college apparel. And maybe, is that cool? Is that stylish? Uh, I want to go with that. I'm looking at um, their billboards. I'm the people are like, hey, come to our table. You should go to my college because this is the best college. You should come here because we have this degree. Oh, this is the best decision for you. We are the best school. Come here, come here. Imagine yourself, 50 to 60 tables of people just bombarding you of make this decision now, this is the best decision. And this fear of if I make the wrong decision, man, right? So what happened? Did God, does anybody just want God to just, just tell us? Just tell me what to do, God. Maybe you're in here and you're like, I love you, Jesus. I want to serve you with my whole life. So why don't you just tell me what to do, right? I've been in that spot so many times. So what did God do as I'm picking a college to go to? Well, I asked him to give me a sign. And guess what? He didn't give me a letter in the mail. Ugh. I asked that he would just like write it in the sky with the clouds, you know. It wasn't there either. And then at this college fair, I was kind of hoping that behind the table of the right college, it would kind of just like have this glow behind it. And it would be the one. And if, for some reason, I looked for that table and there was no glow behind the right college. But this is what I did know and this is what I did have. And this is the first point. I have two points from lessons that I've learned in making decisions. This is what I did have. I didn't have a sign, but I did have vision. And I knew what my life existed for. And tonight, you need to have vision. You need to know without a shadow of a doubt. You need to know, be able to walk out of this room. What does your life exist for? Why are you here? And what is your purpose? you got to have vision. And when you have vision, your decisions become easier. And let me tell you. In high school, my last senior year, uh, through, a, through a different of series of events, um, my youth pastor, senior year was not the easiest for me. It was not the most fun. Um, and my youth pastor was walking alongside me that last senior year, and he encouraged me in choosing Jesus. And I knew that at one moment in my life, I need to decide 
Why am I here? And who am I going to pursue? So my senior year, it wasn't perfect. And walking with Jesus is not always perfect. It's not always glamorous. But guess what? I chose him. I chose to serve Jesus. I chose to follow him. My heart's desire was just to know him and to tell other people about him. I knew that that was my vision. That's why my life existed. So guess what I did? I picked a college. What? How did you do that? I just picked one. I just picked a college that had the maybe degree I wanted. I liked kids. I went for child development. Didn't want to go to school that long, so I went to a two-year college in Alexandria. Um, I just picked one. But I had vision. So I went to that school, and I always had my vision in the back of my mind. I always had it in my heart. Um, and to this day, I know that choosing Alexandria was a good decision because why? I knew God. I became closer to God and I became more like God and I made him known. There were people in my classes at school that I got to share God's love with. God asked me to start a Bible study on campus and people came to know Jesus. They put their faith, they put their trust in Jesus at this Bible study. And to this day, every Thursday night, there is still a Bible study going on at Alexandria. And Leah, you should get connected to that. To this day, it's still happening. And the thing is, you have to know your vision. You have to know why your life exists. And I can say to this day, too, that I made a good decision. And I made the best decision. God cares more, primarily more, about the person you become versus the decision that you make. So now, fast forward. And I'm back here. Um, and I'm looking for a job. And the hotel in Delano here stood out to me. So I went into the hotel, uh, grabbed an application, eventually got an interview. And right then and there at my interview, uh, my future boss was like, we'll hire you. And I was like, sweet, OK. Um, my initial thought was that I kind of wanted to be uh, the person at the front desk, right? But the only position opened was to be a house cleaner, um, a housekeeper. So I'm, I'm like, okay. Immediately, what comes to mind is, what are people gonna think of me, right? Sure, I had that thought. What are people gonna think of me when they say, hey, Anna, what do you do with your life? What job do you have? Well, I unclog toilets, and I make beds, and I fold towels, and yeah, that's what I do. I went to college, I have a degree, but man, Okay, can I just, if you clog the toilet, unclog it for those housekeepers, okay? It just, just bless them. They go unnoticed. The other thing, just a fun little hotel tip, put your do not disturb sign on the door, okay? When you walk into a hotel and you're like, what's that for? That helps the housekeepers know not to go in your room, okay? Because I definitely did not see that sign. I knocked on the door, nobody answered, walked right in, opened the shades, turned around, Man sleeping, dead in his sleep, snoring loud. I'm like, oh my gosh, shut the shades, run out. Dude, put your do not disturb sign out, okay? Just, just mental, mental note there. But um, moving on. So, so I'm thinking, okay, housekeeping job. Man, God, okay, can I just tell you that decisions can be very self-centered. Naturally, when you're making a decision, it's about you, right? But 
Point number two, point one, vision. Have vision. Know why your life exists. Number two, you're not the only one in the room. Okay? Uh, decisions can, I have noticed and I've experienced, can be some sort of like fashion statement. Decisions can often be, what do I want to do? What's going to complement me well? What's going to make me look good? I want to go to a college that's well known. I want to have a job that I look successful in. And none of those are bad. But when making those decisions, a lot of time it's me, centered, me, 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 me. What do I want? What is my plan? What are my desires? But I want you to remember this when you go into decisions that you are not the only one in the room. In the day that you said yes to Jesus Christ, you said no to yourself. If nobody's ever told you that, I'll tell you that now. The day you said yes to Jesus is when you were like, my life dies and now I just go where Jesus tells me to go. My life is not my own. Life is not about you. It's actually about everyone else. And be careful like how you take that. Of course God cares about you. But how did Jesus live his life? He wasn't looking inward at himself. He was looking at everybody else around you. And I also want to say that in class, the people that you're sitting next to, that's not by mistake. I want to say that the job that you are at and the coworkers that you have, that's not by mistake. There's actually a divine reason that you're sitting at that table. There's actually a divine purpose that you are at that job because you're not the only one in the room and there's other people. Know your vision. Know why your life exists. And number two, know that you're not the only run, one in the room. So I decided I'm going to take this job. I'm going to take this hotel job and I'm going to swallow my pride and be able to tell people, yeah, I do clean toilets. But this picture up here, this is Nancy. And little did I know that God was going to have a huge, play a huge impact in her life. I love her. She's 65 and she cleans toilets so well with so much passion. But what she doesn't have is a relationship with Jesus. She's lost, she's broken, and she's hopeless. And she's trying to find it in anything else, but can't. And to this day, I'm still praying, and I still talk to Nancy. I still see Nancy, because she's just right over there. To this day, I'm praying that she will come to the Lord. But there were a number of times where we are making a bed together, or we, she's scrubbing the shower, and I'm scrubbing the sink and unclogging toilets, and we're having intense conversations about, Nancy, you are loved. You are loved. You have a purpose. When her mother died, she came into work and said, Anna, I lost my best friend. I lost my best friend, my mom, and nobody cares. It's significant. You're not just a housekeeper. You're not just making pizzas. You're not just wiping butts. <laughs> like, they're, sorry, Lil. That, man, humility. Let me just tell you this. God wants you to walk a road of humility, not pride. Life is not about you, so keep in mind when you make decisions, who's in the room? Maybe life isn't about me. Maybe life isn't about me. 
I eventually then at that hotel job, God did give me the opportunity to work at the front desk. They later needed me to stop doing housekeeping and um, needed me to come to the front desk. And little did I know that, oh, I'm not the only one in the room. There's a divine reason for that. It's not just about me. Um, God wanted me to talk to my boss. That's why. And through multiple, multiple conversations and her sharing her story with me and me asking questions about her life, again, at the front desk, she's in tears, going through a trial in her life. And God was like, speak life into her. Just encourage her. Tell her that she's loved. And through that, God told me that I needed to invite her to church. And man, so scared. I was so scared, but I did it. I did it. I just did it. Man, I have had the honor and the privilege to watch Heather and her family come to West Point and learn about Jesus. It's not, they're not perfect. I'm not perfect, but they're learning, they're growing. And I had the honor to sit where you're sitting and watch Heather right up here get baptized a couple months ago and, and say, I want to live my life for Jesus. This is my boss at the hotel, not just a front desk job, not just a housekeeping job. I guess I wasn't the only one in the room. God is more concerned about the person you become than the decisions you make. You got to have vision. You got to know what your life exists for. And you got to remember that you're not the only one in the room. And I want to encourage you guys that a lack of guidance from God, if you're in here and you're like, God, where are you? God, give me a sign and I'm not seeing one. A lack of guidance is not God failing you. It's actually the complete opposite. Okay? Because God knows that you having to make a decision, even though it's not easy, you are becoming more like Christ. You will grow versus him just dropping an answer to you, which would prevent your growth. So hold up, hold up when you're like, why me, God? Why me? Just give me an answer. Just give me an answer. You are failing me. That's not it. It's complete opposite. God cares about the journey. He cares about the process. He doesn't care so much of you just getting from point A to point B. He cares about all that in between. Okay? So I'm done here, and I want to pray for our seniors. Um, but just, I just really feel, yeah, that God wants to lift off burdens from your shoulders with this big decision-making. Um, get wisdom, get counsel, I get all that, but pick something. And then you live out your values, you live out your visions through your career, through your job, through your college. But first and foremost, vision and other people. Okay, so be free tonight. Don't lose sleep over these big right and wrong decisions. Whatever decision you decide to do, seek God with all your heart, and it's going to be a good decision. Make the best decision. Don't worry so much about this right and wrong and if I make the wrong one, I'm doomed, okay? Be set free from that. Make the best decision that you can and follow Jesus doing it. And that's a good decision.